Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Botanica. This is your host, Tom Quee. You've joined me on, on the voyage that never ends here at Alpha Botanica headquarters. We are, we are chasing the white whale, as it were. We are trying to review every single damn Metallica song. Uh, we are sort of somewhat there. We're about a third of the way, one year or so in uh, to this crazy journey that, that is leading me slightly to the frayed ends of my sanity. And we are going to get to that song, uh, you know, in a moment. But before that, I have uh, a great pleasure on this show, something that is becoming a reoccurrence, something that I love that happens. When I have a guest back on, when I have someone who's been on the show before, we've covered a song, we've had a great episode. And uh, it's no different today. Ian K with Commando we covered. How's it going, man? Going good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm well, bro. Um, how, how's the band? I remember last time we spoke, you mentioned uh, Element X. Was that right? That's us. That's us. Oh man, it's it's crazy at the moment. We uh, last Saturday we played a gig here in Dublin. It was the semi-final of a competition, uh, and the the winner of the entire competition gets a slot in the Bloodstock Festival over in England. So uh, yeah, we won the semi-final, so we have the final now coming on May twelfth, uh, and it's pretty exciting. It's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great to have you back on the show, and I guess just as a little recap, um, broadly, Metallica. How did it start? Where did the love begin? Oh, a long time ago. Um, Saint Anger um, era was it? Sort of school era? Yeah, yeah. I tried to can't remember the exact year, but I was in school, and Saint Anger was the first album that uh, came out after I discovered the band. So, um, like, when I when I got into them, it was kind of, looking back, it was kind of right in the height of when James was off in rehab and when, you know, would the band still exist? I didn't know all this was going on. I was just discovering the old albums and mm. only later on did I find out how close it was to the end when I was discovering them. But anyway, yeah, so St. Anger was the first album I was waiting on. Um, uh, yeah, it was just true. The, the old cliched story, a school friend showed me a CD. I said, who's that? He said, Metallica. I said, no way. I have to listen to these guys more. Because I'd heard the name uh, before, but I never really checked them out because I assumed it was just another, you know, super heavy band with no music, just screaming and loudness for the sake of it. But I was so wrong. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, a lot of people say that. They, they knew what Metallica was before they even listened to the music. You know, the brand sort of penetrated that consciousness. And I was definitely on that level, you know, through T-shirts or, you know, snatches of chat or whatever. Just being, you know, as a force, you were so aware of them. Before we get to today's song, which is Afraid End of Sanity, I just want to say, please subscribe to the channel. Please get in touch with me, metallicapod at gmail.com. If like, to, if like today's guest, you want to come on the show, you know, guests are the lifeblood of this show. I love having people on. So get in touch with me. Let me know what song you want to cover. Um, you know, we're going a bit deeper into the alphabet. And it is going to be a little while, as I always say, but... A lot of P's are available, a lot of R's, a lot of S's. So get in touch with me there. We'll talk in about two years or so, and uh, we can get you on the list. So uh, MetallicaPod at gmail.com, at Twitter, uh, at MetallicaPod. We've got the Patreon, which is sort of the you know, preview, pay-per-view service if you want to give back to the show. Uh, I need to do a covers EP of sorts, but uh, I think that would be plagiarism of uh, creative ideas. But we will do something over there soon. Go check it out. There's always new stuff. Uh, yeah, most importantly is to get in touch with me as the email, as I've said. But um, Ian, we'll begin uh, with the frayed ends of sanity and the intro is very different but very familiar to me in 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 one way it's very familiar it feels orion-esque it has quite wide chords you know the sort of drenched sound it reminds me a little bit of the intro cliff's intro of orion um but different in the sense where they're or the sort of the the, the chanting temple gang vocals it's yeah very, the old wizard of oz <laughs> yeah what it, it you know it's very hypnotic isn't it it's very, just incredible uh the the, me- the melding of these two 
I would love to know where, like, where the idea, where was the seed planted to use the Wizard of Oz sample? I mean, it's so, it's such a left field thing for a metal band to use. I, I would love to know where it came from or who came up with it. I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen West Side Story, etc., incorporated into Metallica and lots of the medleys as well. You know, so they do play uh, with their influences there, but. This is a, you know, a, a juggernaut of a track, a very, oh, you know, an, inc- an incredible piece of music and very in the justice vein, isn't it? Not just sonically, but the way the riffs are composed. They're very repetitive and, and jackhammer like uh, and very entrancing. Absolutely. I mean, that that, that sums it up perfectly. The riffs, the riffs for me on justice, like they, as you say, they're repetitive, they're, they're pounding, but at the same time, they, they develop through the song subtly. There are little differences coming here or there as the song progresses. So the more and more you get listening to the songs, get used to the songs, you keep discovering these little subtleties. And if you just realize that album is so much more complex than it seems, even after four, five, six, seven listens, it just keeps giving, you know? Yeah, yeah you're, you're completely right. And I think this album in particular puts James on the number one metal guitarist spot, one of the greatest rock guitarists ever for me in this sort of element. Because the riffs are different, you listen to them and they're just little edges. They're almost like cubist paintings. You can view them from certain areas. The timing's always changing and there's certain dissonant things that James is putting in here. And it's a real tour de force for me, this song, if anything, as a showcase of his rhythm uh, discipline. Yeah, I would agree completely. Um, uh, I'm a rhythm guitar player myself, and yeah. I've often talked to friends, and you know, they, you know, Metallica by one influence, and now and again they've said to me, "What is the what the hardest riff you've come across?" And there's a riff in this song around just before the solo, halfway through, and it, I always point to that riff as the example of Hetfield's precision. Look at the riff on Tab; it doesn't seem that easy. Tried to play it. It's it's not it's hard. Was that too hard? But trying to play it as fast and precise as he does, and then you realise his mastery of the guitar. Yeah. You know, it's if, just if, phenomenal. If I'm remembering correctly, it's the Denelan, 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 Denelan. Yeah, that is yeah. Uh, this song, to be honest with you, I've always been familiar with it. But when we do these episodes, we listen to them endlessly. And that moment, that riff, has always been the highlight for me. And I, I completely know what you're saying. I always watch a guitar I, before we do the episode. I always watch someone covering it well on guitar on YouTube just to see what it looks like on the fretboard, you know, face up. And and yeah, this riff, the, the hands move so oddly, and they kind of you know they pirouette over each other, and it just no no no, it just has a real sort of a, a trench like quality. Uh, it, it, crazy riff. It's such a strange riff. It's as you say, it's crazy. Crazy is a perfect word. It's it it's it's a headbanger. It's got a groove to it. It's fast. It's precise. It's angry. But as you rightly say, it's so weird the way it's put together. It's so strangely written. It's just fantastic. For my money, best riff on the album. Best riff on the album. On the album, yeah. Better than the sort of black and bridge riff. The da, na, 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 da, da, oh yeah, it was, I love that riff and I love the black and main riff. But yeah. just all the, when all the factors add up, I gotta give it to this riff. And the thing is about it is, the riff comes in in one part of the song and it's gone again. Like any other band would build an entire song around that riff. But these is oh we've got this riff, throw it there as a bridge and that'll be grand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it just shows the the endless supply of riffs they had back in those and still today that they could take those level of riffs and just use it as a section instead of a main riff of a song. Yeah, it's a long song, you know, 7 minutes 44. It's one of the longest on the album. And it has a huge instrumental section along with that riff, you know. And that just builds and builds and and, and dilates. And, you know, most of this song is just this, this, this onslaught, as you say, of riffage that builds in such a... 
I don't know, there's such a charm to this sort of era of Metallica. You know, it's so techy. It's so flashy. It's it's really them firing on all cylinders. It really is. But I think the key to it, I think what sets them apart is that even when they get really techy and they get into the strange time and not, it, it's still, you can still tap your foot to it. You can mm. still remember the melodies when oh, it's yeah. over. It's not techy just for techy's sake. It's techy, but extremely melodic and musical at the same time. Yeah, and Lars actually said of this song, quote, it's a bit more musical and intricate than most of the other songs on the album. It's got a pretty long musical middle part with lots of changes and some pretty melodies. Overall, it's pretty much a mid-paced sort of thing, but it's really intricate, and it might take take a couple of listens before you can get into it. And that's entirely true, you know, not just in the sense of its lyrical themes. Um, I've actually got a cool email to read out uh, towards the end of the show from Kevin, uh, who discussed that, Kevin Van Damme, great friend of the show. But, you know, just in its musical stuff, as we said before, it's very shifting the perspective and you know i i I really am crazy about this track what are your thoughts on kirk's solo which is very you know just this era sort of squeals and dive bombs with with some promising stuff yeah the solo for me it it ties in perfectly to the theme of the song i mean the solo Mm. it's it's weird it's crazy it's it's at the end of sanity you know pardon the poem but it's it's it and it's the same as you say about the riff shift and perspective and all that thing musically i i think you nailed the solo it's it's such a I don't want to say extreme, but it's it's kind of psycho, you know. It's mm. it's not. There are some sections in it that are typical Kirk Kevin sections, of course, but there are some parts in it that you, you don't really hear him using any of the songs. I think it's it's one of the solos that stand out for me. Yeah, yeah. And what what, what do you think of the you know what, what James is saying in this song? What what the band is saying here uh, with these very evocative lyrics? Yeah, it's a frightening song when, mm. when you when you read terrifying. Them, it's like a post story yeah. or something. It's yeah, it's haunting. I mean, you you read the lyrics and put yourself in the position of the character and what's happened to him, and it, it is so terrifying. You know, mm. my favorite uh, section of the song is just before the the solos. Uh, or sorry, just before the chorus. Um, when he just barks these words, like for example, the last time he does it, the height, hell, time, haste, terror, tension. Just these words. Mm. These frightening words, just one after the other, yeah. bang, 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 bang. Then life, death, want, waste. It's mm. oh, it's so dark. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I completely agree with what you're saying earlier about you know tapping your toe to this stuff. And it is melodic and infectious, especially the old habits reappear. You know, has such a charging, triumphant quality amid yeah. the clamor, amid the chaos, growing conspiracy, fighting the fear of fear. You know, it's that kind of classic archetype, isn't it? Understanding there's something evil around you, but not being able to identify it. This kind of old empty you know hell time haste terror are some of the things that he puts together here. into ruin i am sinking and what some of his best work i would say hetfield this i love it extremely underrated as a lyric yeah. writer i always thought he has been so very evocative very you know just he can conjure up fear or anger whatever emotion he aims for he always hits bang on center you know yeah. and they have to remember these like you read these lyrics and they're very mature very terrifying and it's a 24, 25-year-old guy who wrote them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He was a young guy when he did this. And to have that level of understanding of the of the, um, of, of the emotions, of the feelings around this kind of stuff at that age is... I don't know if it says a lot about him or his talent or what, but either way, it's just brilliant. Some criticism of this song. I'm not saying I echo it, but I have read it. Uh, you know, in various books, etc. And, and YouTube comments. It's a little long for some people, Ian. I've heard that before. Um, I personally, I don't agree, mm-hmm. um, but I could kind of, I can see where the criticism comes from. I was, as we said earlier, it's it's got a very long instrumental section in the middle, yeah. um, 
it it sounds repetitive until, as we said, you kind of listen to the song a few times to really understand it and see the tension growing and the way it's all put together. You know, so maybe on first on first listen, you go, oh, "God, it's dragging on a bit." But no, if you, if you get to know the song, you realise it, it keeps shifting, it keeps moving. I don't think it's too long. No, no, uh, it it does have so many gear shifts, which Justice is really known for. Like you know, Metallica in the load reload era get kind of stuck in a groove for the whole song, really, and, and continue on that march. But here, I think it's a lot more vibrant. It's not more perplexing. And, you know, Justice has a sound, has a scoop sound. You know, a lot of people maybe miss the slightly warmer tinges of Master, etc. Uh, what, what do you make altogether of Justice's sort of sonic aesthetic? It's, it's perfect. For, for the. I know a lot of people give out, but as you say, the, the coldness of the sound, the lack of bass is the big one we always hear. Oh, yeah. But it just... You know, for for the for the themes on the album, for the you know the lyric themes and all, and even the type of music, the 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 really precise rhythm work, it's just it just works. It just whether by design or by fluke, the sound matches the messages of the album. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I know we're expecting the big remaster this year, and the question is, will they have bass? Will they not? Personally, I hope they don't. I, I hope they remaster it, obviously, but I, I hope they don't jump base in sure. and give in to, to demands because I think this the cold, sterile, uh, frightening almost sound. You know, you could. It, it's 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 hardly going to be the soundtrack to uh, to an upbeat film. You, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, just the way the production of it is very cold, very horror esque. You know, so I yeah, I, I think it works. And what I was alluding to earlier was actually from Paul Brannigan and Ian Winwood. I'm um, not sure if you've read it, Ian, but uh, Birth Score Metallica Death. I have, not yeah. in a while. So no, no, it's it. been a, I actually had Paul Brannigan on the show a, a lot earlier, like in the early months of the show, we discussed the book and other stuff like that. So that was a great episode, definitely check that out. But yeah, making reference to Freyland's of Sanity, they say, quote, a composition, the quality of which would be improved greatly were its duration trimmed by two or three minutes. And then it's so complex that it comes as a surprise that the track ever finds its conclusion. No, I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, two I'm or like, three minutes? No way. <laughs> that's heresy. But you know, everyone, <laughs> everyone's entitled to uh, to their opinion. But uh, this is very true. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. there the conclusion of the song. That's another part. The, the after the last chorus where the uh, where it goes back to the main riff, but the drums hit the riff full time instead. You normally when it goes back to the main riff, the drums kind of give a half time feel. Then after the last chorus, and Hetfield gives out that laugh, and the drums go full full speed one two with the with the main riffs kind of a release of the tension the climax of the song great moment really really great moment uh, as i said earlier kevin got in touch with us shout out to kevin van damme you know had him on the show for eye of the beholder just recently uh he's also a patron really good friend of the show uh send the email and i want to say to people please get in touch with me and send me emails for the upcoming songs it's something that i need to sort of talk about more on the show uh please send in your thoughts it's always great to read out a selection of people's submissions also get in touch with me at metallica pod so at the time of us recording this if you can send us any feedback on uh 53 and fur- 53 and third uh free speech for the dumb and fuel so any opinions on those songs metallicapod at gmail.com we'll read them out just like we're going to read out kevin's now he says tom i'm probably too late on this but if you want to read my thoughts on frayed ends they are below thank you so much again kevin he says i honestly didn't pay attention to the lyrics until ethan luck did the cover um are you familiar with metal up your podcast cover ep ian say again which one do, do, uh metal up your podcast oh yeah, uh, you know, yeah, my, yeah my famed rivals uh they uh <laughs> they, they they did an awesome uh covers ep on their on their patreon and, and ethan uh, actually covered frame and sanity which is pretty cool 
Yeah, they're go- well, I don't, I don't know whether to praise them too much on this show, but <laughs> right, right, right. It's, uh, no, it's a <laughs> good show. It's a good podcast. Oh yeah, um, yeah. amazing show, amazing. Show. I, I wish there were more. To be quite honest with you, I love, uh, I love hearing um, different approaches to the, to Metallica than my own, and kind of yeah. seeing different points of view. It's weird. It's like it's almost like a school subject, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> you just mm, go study. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just one band, but there's all these. I mean, you know, I look at like Kiss, for example. I'm not really. I sort of like Kiss a little bit, but I don't really know them that well. But I know they inspire a huge fandom, and they have loads of podcasts, you know, like the equivalent of, say, football podcasts or whatever, you know, there's so many of them. Uh, but, yeah, Kevin says, the lyrics are probably too personal, dark or deep for the tempo of the song, especially live, in my opinion. As I said before, James's lyrics are at their best when they flirt with specificity, but leave the door wide open for interpretation. For instance, I can think of a few possible interpretations of the following, fo- of the following lyrics here. The hell of middling success paranoia of drug use, mental illness brought on by outside circumstances, depression, though overtly mentioned. The song speeds through the lyrics and seems satisfied with itself on the riffs, which is great, but leaves behind some heavy lyrical content. It fits with the dark content of the Justice album and seems to attempt to set up the closing the closing two ta- tracks, two tracks in terms of subject matter, though it fails on tone. Uh, I like Kirk's work in this song. Speed applied smartly, in my opinion. The, this obviously has the through the never riff in its first iteration. Love the riff work towards the end. Like the rest of Justice, it's too long for everyone who's not a diehard Metallica for anyone who's not a diehard Metallica fan. That's my two cents for what it's worth. Kevin, thank you so much. Some great points there, and you know, I I totally get what you're saying about Kirk's. I think the speed is applied well. I think. There's lots of nice sections. A long solo, you know, it's probably up there with his longest solos, actually, and he keeps it interesting. Um, any any closing thoughts on Freyd Enzian? Um, well, to be honest, I'm surprised to hear the the a lot of criticism um, mm. that come that you've discovered for it. I really thought this was held up as one of the ultimate Metallica songs, especially really? where we have to mention, of course, the the campaign to get it played live after, and they finally did after all the years. Yeah. That was always the song that everybody wanted oh, they had to play Freight Ends play Freight Ends and finally Finland got it <laughs> I, I like it I, I think a lot of Justice is better than it I think I think One is better I think Blackened is better I think Dyer's Eve Shorty Straw you know yeah I mean yeah I can. and Justice yeah, for probably... All is probably better than Freight End. like I mean not to live is to die pretty much most of them so Harvest and you know, doesn't that say a lot about the album that you oh can, when God. you really think about it you're like well maybe that sounds better that sounds better yeah. but it's still it's it's not a slight unafraid end. It's no, just no, oh, God, it's, no. oh God no! Uh, the album is just it's how can you fault it really? You know, I, d- I don't know if you felt the same, but in general in music, I found that I re I know that I really like an album. Obviously, I've listened to it a lot, and when you start to get new favorite songs because uh, you've listened to it so much, you know, certain ones you pride yourself on, you know, and then other ones you, you sort of dismiss. And I'm sure a lot of people, as you say, Freight End is hold, held highly and, you know, they play it live. Well, they did play it live for a little period of time, um, you know, just bringing it out of retirement. I mean, it's one of those songs. They only performed it 12 times live. Uh, the first time was May 28th, 2014 in Helsinki, Finland. And the last time was, you know, just over a year later, September 19th, 2015, in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So, I mean, nice, nice they played it at all, I suppose. You know, good of them to do that. Yeah, and I, I think we'll see it again in the future. I think it's going to be one of those songs where you can almost see James on stage now, you know, saying, we got a special song for you. We haven't played this in a while, you know. And I say it will pop up once or twice uh, per tour, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, they knew the demand was there. The, it, it was almost a running joke they would mention it themselves you know and I, it was the by request tour that finally got it played and you know I remember when that tour was announced and on the message boards of the official site 
there was a lot of oh this is freight ends we're gonna get freight ends and mm. it was actually a radio station in finland ran a uh, kind of ran a campaign to encourage people to vote for the song to get it done in their country and that's that's how it happened it did get done mm-hmm. well uh, as i said before please get in touch with me metallicapod at gmail.com uh, let us know your thoughts on the upcoming songs and also if you want to get on the show uh, great to have you on the show we've got pretty much up to sort of p's and r's and s's available to get in touch with me there um but yeah also your thoughts on uh free speech and frust- and f- uh, fuel i was going to say frustration there but actually me and ian are recording frustration straight after this so look out for that episode as well uh the lulu episodes get mopped up people so if you want to come on the show, just pick one of the Lulu episodes later in the alphabet. You're guaranteed to get a spot uh, on, on Alphatalica. Always, please follow the show. Please comment. Um, you know, Patreon is always there if you want to support as well. Ian, this has been a pleasure. Um, this is a false goodbye, really, because I'm going to speak to you again in a moment on Alphatalica. <laughs> but for the theatre of the podcast, it has been uh, great to have you on, man. And Element X, please plug them away. Yes, Element X, my band. Uh, we've a new website up and running now in the last few months, uh, www.elementx.ie. Um, please check us out. You'll find on that website, you'll find the links to all our social media, to our Spotify, all this sort of stuff. It's uh, it's a very busy and exciting time for us. A lot of doors are starting to open. So, you know, please check out the band. Uh, if you like us, follow us on Facebook, you know, send comments, whatever you want to do. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. Excellent, man. Um, I'll put all the links in the description below. Again, thank you everyone for listening. Please check out Metal Up Your Podcast that we mentioned before. Cover all world blackened. If you can play a little game with me, listeners, because me and Metal Up Your Podcast mention each other in each other's podcast probably at least once an episode. I seem to always catch it on theirs, and I, I seem to always do it myself. So maybe let us know where those happen. Maybe that's a very vain Metallica podcast celebrity thing to say, but you know this is the world we live in, baby. There's lots of us out there. So uh, yeah, please subscribe. Ian, this has been great. Thanks again, man. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you very much.